Everybody ready to start? Yeah. Right. I'm ready to rock. Okay. Are you dibs on the intro, or should I start it? Eric, do you want to, or should I? Um, I don't like doing intros, so... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. My name's Chris. I just woke up, and this is our podcast. <laughs> um, uh, um, I'm joined, as usual, thankfully, by Taylor. That's me. And Eric. That's me. <laughs> don't lie to me. And Chris. <laughs> Chris number two. Otherwise or known Chris as number Fairbox, one. to avoid being redundant. <laughs> All right, That's and fair. we're going to be talking about some shit today. Some Again, serious stuff. Eh, some serious, some not so much. You want to start with the uh, the correction from last week, Chris? Keep it relevant? Yep. So, unsurprisingly, I made multiple mistakes. Recently? <laughs> yes, very recently. Last podcast, oh, no. And it wasn't just mixing up Strong and Fox either. It was the Nintendo Labo stuff, where the article I was referencing that said the stencils were going to be freely available online was actually a mistake on the part of IGN France, and they had to issue a correction. Ooh. That Nintendo specifically stated that they will not be made freely available, at least not on their own platforms. Much less cooler. (laughs) So basically they're saying people are going to find a way to pirate it, but hey, we're not doing it. We're not giving it to them. Like, if you go pirate, pirate, but we're not just going to let you take it from yeah. us. I give Reddit 24 hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just the internet in general. Well, you know, like, it is it is it actually cardboard or is it a different material? It does appear to be cardboard as far as what they've told us so far. But here's the thing. When I was looking further into it, there was also a discussion of the fact that there is some proprietary nature to the cardboard. First off, that infuriated me. Then the other part made me try to figure out how until they were describing the fact that the actual assembly of the components is baked into the startup instructions of the game. Okay, because what I was going to say was like, you know, if the pieces can be like scanned individually or something, you know, and a more... Not like your average like run-in-the-mill printer, but printers can print on cardboard. So, so far, there doesn't seem to be anything that's specifically detecting the surface level of the cardboard. Mm-hmm. As far as my research goes, it does appear to just be regular cardboard. But if Nintendo is selling replacement parts, then I'm ha- I have to be skeptical for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like <clears throat> I can't. Maybe, ma- maybe it's like it's tough to obtain materials without buying the full game kit. Wait, what? Uh, I thought Chris said that you couldn't really obtain the materials for it unless you buy the kit with the game. There is no way, as of this time, to buy just the game. You have to buy it with the kit. So, oh, you can't the, buy they, just the game. So that means so, like, currently the game price is set at 70 and that's the only way to get it, and that's everything. So even if you did somehow find a way to, like, you know, make the things yourself, you, you would have to have get it pre-owned or something like that then. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, now, I, you can, we're not debating the ethics of this because you know I, I obviously support consoles while they're out and stuff. You know, if a company is actively making something, whatever. But as far as logistics, uh, let's face it, there, there there's going to be ways around that uh, with with software, you know, copying and stuff like that. The interesting thing, though, is you know. What what Chris was saying about how are they going to make this proprietary? It's cardboard. Um, 
But I do think it's interesting because, like we were saying last week, it's still not terribly priced for a family-friendly activity set. And theoretically, once you buy the, the game and the cardboard, right, it'll be fine as long as you take care of it. And you can buy, you can't buy the game separately, but that implies that you can buy the cardboard separately in case you need to make a repair. Like, I just don't see, like, the big specialty of, like, their special, like, the big thing for me is, like, proprietary cardboard. Like, yeah, you could probably have paper, like, a little thicker, a little more corrugated in some parts, maybe a little easier to fold a couple parts. But, like, that's all stuff you can get on your own. It's not, like, unless you're, like, really in development of their own cardboard. Like, which, my initial thoughts were they would somehow have, like, and this is me being wildly speculative here, they would somehow right. have RFID chips implanted in them in random segments uh, for, like, scanner integration or even Amiibos. Wow. Which is funny because that, that doesn't, like... I, I'm splitting hairs here, but I just... I think it's funny. Like, it doesn't make it proprietary. It just makes it chip-protected. Yeah. yeah. Is it, You're not that, using are, anything anybody else isn't. That's like you know, new age... Uh, we just microchipped our dogs and cats. We didn't microchip our cardboard. That's like new age uh, DRM. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Really for the recycling and, um, age. Huh. Yeah. Although, with the... Uh, I, it, you know, it's tough because as long as they're making something that is original and they're not ripping anybody off or whatever, I mean, is there a ton of harm in it? I don't really think this is anything, like, because, okay, I don't like oh, when I... companies do shady stuff. We've talked about it on the show before. But whereas I've criticized Amiibo a million times over for being restrictive to a general audience... This is something that if you want the game, you need to want the cardboard as well. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Whereas an Amiibo, I could want the costume in a game without wanting to have to buy a little action figure. Like, I don't think it's like harmful, but I just think it's kind of silly. It's weird. It's very weird. Well, it's and also, like you know, I could want the Amiibo because it's like a cool little figure, but like I don't give a shit about like the features I get in game from it. I think it's a dangerous gamble anyway for a company to combine values into things like that by saying, like, look, we can charge $13 for these $5 figurines because they have value as collectibles, they have value as in-game content, but you're losing fans who want just one of those two things. Yeah, the part of this I'm trying to keep an open mind on, but I'm trying to force myself is differentiating between what I would be willing to purchase and what is a viable purchase for another person. Because yeah. this is something I would not get. If I get a controller or anything like this, a peripheral, I'm going to keep it for a while and put it on display. Like, I still have most of my uh, Rock Band and Guitar Hero stuff. For, and the Me too. Yeah, same. Ironic that you brought that up, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why on the next topic. Yeah, um, we have, we have a, a, a news update after this. <laughs> but, um, no, that, that's a good point. Like, uh, good example. A lot of people who play games like to criticize uh, sports game players because, oh, you're paying for the same game every month or every year with just some minor updates. First of all, they change sports games a lot year to year. Um, but second of all, you're just not the audience. And that's fine. You, you, you don't have to be the audience for every game. We just might not be the, you know, Nintendo Cardboard audience. Um, <laughs> so... I, well, and I, clearly we're not because it is aimed at young. 
Judaism role in our 20s, so... Right. And I mean, Unless that doesn't mean kids it we don't might know not be fun for all ages, but we don't know yet. What'd you say, Chris? Unless someone here is hiding a kid we don't know about. Oh, uh, no, I Taylor, hope not. Chris? <laughs> no. Well, Mary, you said you had a son before the podcast. What happened to the deer? Oh, yeah, he died. <laughs> oh, oh okay. He went back to the void. Back to the void? Was, is that where he, he was in it? Yeah, he was born in the void, my son. A benign forest creature born from the void. He's not that benign. He's very like the powers of chaos to me. He is very chaotic. But yeah, I just yeah, we're I'm I'm in the same boat as you, Chris, where it's like I it's weird because it's such an an out there idea, but I'm also trying to remain aware that I may just not be the audience and that's okay. Yeah, I think another good way of putting or this is, is it or that <laughs> or that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, okay, I think so. it's okay. Like, I like I understand the whole thing. We just had to like correct what we said last time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. If I make mistakes, call me out on it. And if anybody else makes mistakes, I'm probably gonna hear about it too. So. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Other than that, I guess the only worthwhile thing to add is. Uh, Nintendo Lavo's price point, we did mention previously the game and kit is $70, but that's just to start with. And I think this might be tying into a discussion that's been going on... I'm not going to blame extra credits for it, but I'm going to acknowledge them slightly on possibly raising the price of games at, like, general retail levels. Oh? Yeah, it's... uh, Do you ever watch extra credits? No. They caught a lot of flack last week when... uh, they're members of the industry, animators, designers, that kind of stuff. And they tried doing an informational video last week about how games should not cost $60 anymore. And oh, they they think, oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that, where they think it should cost more, right? Yeah, they were talking about oh, more. to keep up with inflation and production costs. It should well, I, yeah, I'm, like I'll play devil's advocate and say that game prices have actually been pretty uh, pretty stagnant for a while, because if you look back at old ads... What? They've been pretty steady since what two thousand five? Not gonna lie, years? not gonna lie though, I do like seeing a good old fashioned forty dollar game. <laughs> well, back in the nineties, brand new games were still sixty dollars. Yeah, and... wasn't like ET sixty dollars when it came out? Dude, yeah. Go look at old ads. Yeah, old and... old gaming magazines. Like, well, they'll have like the list of like some company will like put an ad for like their shop. Like, like an import shop or something? Some SNES... No, not even imports. Some oh, domestic yeah. SNES games were like 70 or $80. Mm-hmm. Dude, don't... Just be happy we're not in Australia. Apparently games there cost $80. Yep. Shout-outs to my boys in New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand They're suffering well. hard. Yeah, and uh, if uh, we'll the Australians want to get something like Saints Row or South Park, then they ha- not only have to pay more for it, but they also have to get a censored version. Yeah, <laughs> really? They just got an adult rating for their games within the last three years, and the government will not let them use it. Wait, really? Yeah, the, the South Park devs put a uh, special scene in one of the uh, cutscenes uh-huh. where it's a koala munching on a, a leaf because it was... Be- and it, it comes with a message that says, hey... You're in Australia. You're not allowed to see this scene. Oh. <laughs> for you. Wow, that's yeah. hilarious. It was in a uh, stick of truth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like you, the weird censorship with stuff like Left for Dead, where they can't show certain bodily harm or particle effects. So it's basically yeah. like a paintball game. 
Like, this is the kind of stuff you would expect going into, like, Germany, where they refuse to let Wolfenstein go uncensored. Yeah. Really? I yeah. It's like, yeah, Germany has a lot of restrictions on Nazi iconography and uh, other true, remnants true. of World War II history. Okay. So, Call of Duty, when it's set in the World War II, Wolfenstein, you name it, those games have to be heavily censored, if they even release there at all. Man, it's crazy for a place that, like, has the most deadly animals on Earth. <laughs> Yeah, they probably figure they have enough problems. Yeah, right? Like, every... Like, about 80% of the animals there want you dead. Mostly spiders. Yeah, like, your front yard <laughs> is an NC-17 movie in Australia, depending on whether or not you left out anything to attract the wildlife. But they can't have R-rated movies, or... Not movies, but, like, M-rated games. Oh, no. A giant spider has come for me. What the, Those eight-legged freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw that movie. Me neither. I want to see it, though. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's uh, it's interesting that people are saying, oh, well, you know, games should be more expensive because I don't necessarily disagree that, like, costs and all that have gone up. I, and I'm, this is not becoming an economics talk show, but a lot <laughs> of people... We have to pretend to be economically illiterate that. later, remember? What? We have to be economically illiterate later when we pretend we know what we're talking about for the acquisition talk. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm saving my ignorance for, for one big uh, blaze of glory. But uh, no, but in all seriousness, like people, the, the, the big argument is, you know, people say we understand inflation, but we're not getting paid anymore. So ironically, that also can go back to the studios who are saying we're working our butts off, trying to stay within budget. And, you know, our salaries are stagnating. You want to make our money too. Up with the cost of production lately, but the thing is that if you speak to any of the like big AAA companies, especially when you eavesdrop in their shareholder meetings, you have them talking about how not only are profits continuously rising, but you have these matters where certain monetization models, hint hint, Battlefront Two, are disabled, and they're still able to make a net profit. Like yeah. Battlefront Two should not have been profitable with the loot crates disabled. However, there's still big enough landfall or whatever you call it. There's enough financial gain there that they could disable their primary means of monetization post-launch and still turn a profit. Yeah. It's it's odd because you know, costs uh, tech has been getting better, but that always that's that's a constant thing, but tech gets better, production changes, yada yada those things cost money but at the same time you know games have been pretty good I, pe whenever people would complain in the 2000s about oh games are $60 that's so much it's like yeah but you were paying the same thing like 30 years ago when Atari games were coming out maybe not exactly that much but well they were up there it, it was similar yes um, so gaming actually has become a way more affordable hobby but you know, there's always the two sides of the story where the devs, yes, AAA is evil, yada yada, indie forever, but, you know, they are trying to make games too, and it, it, we, we could and should on another day go into another topic about, well, pricing models and how they could affect the pricing of games in the future and the profits and yada yada and tied into our past opinions but for now I'll just leave it at they have a point but it's not going to look good for current uh, 
you know, income models and things like that for the consumer, even yeah. though it is pretty economically fair. Man, I can't wait for the day we can trade Bitcoin for games. <laughs> can't wait for the day Bitcoin dies so we can just go back to being normal people with computers. <laughs> Did you hear about the uh, bubble bursting for Ethereum? It's looking like you may be trading uh, Bitcoin a bit quicker than you think. Oh, did that just happen? Yeah, there was a there was a, a, a uh, an upset in the crypto community. Yeah, fingers crossed. This means I can buy graphics cards again. Yeah, right. No, a lot of people seem to be splitting hairs too. I saw a couple threads on in personal social media threads, so I'm keeping names uh, out of it. But like, people were like, "Oh, I just want to buy a GPU," and that's more the side I'm personally on. But people are like, oh, well, Bitcoin isn't really GPU intensive. That's Ethereum. And it's like, but that's why the graphics cards have jumped. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you understand it? You are splitting hairs. spending hundreds of dollars on graphics cards not to make a profit. Like, they're turning something out. And it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the market a while to recover, too, because they still are recovering from... You know the, the increased need for production, and then the market's going to be saturated with busted out cards that have been running for like three months on max load. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I have nothing against people I know who are mining, but I just think in general the whole thing is very ridiculous and is way out of hand. Mm. Mm. Oh, um, speaking of cryptocurrency, um, there was another. Uh, gosh, I don't remember the exact amount, but more cryptocurrency was stolen from somewhere in Japan. Um, like there was like a an attempted heist to like basically make transfers to like these people's personal accounts. And man, it's the future. Yeah, Tom Cruise. The future is now. The future is stealing digital money. Yep. Not just money digitally held in bank accounts. No, no, no. Digital money. <laughs> oh. Mission Impossible, the Ethereum heist. Let me troll my mustache. God damn it, don't oh. tell Hollywood. I had that idea first. <laughs> nope, it's too late. It's been in production for the past oh, it'll three happen. weeks. It'll happen. Oh, well, the first one's free. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the next ones? Uh, the next one, hire me as a writer. Let me paint uh, yeah. Ethereum for that one. God. Yeah, um, people so were able we have, to make such a news update. Go for it. Um, okay, so this was this news came out today. Um, getting it from a site that one of our friends reports for, Bamani Style. They're they're like a they report on like music games and stuff. Hi, Bamani Style. We love you. <laughs> um, so to quote, let me see who. Harmonix posted this thing on. So Chris, you you were you were accidentally very relevant by bringing up Rock Band. Yeah, um, I don't know where they shared it. I guess it was just on their website, Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, quote: We have an important Rock Band Network update to share. Unfortunately, all Rock Band Network songs on all legacy consoles, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Nintendo Wii, will no longer be able to purchase. I'm sorry, we'll be able to... Wait, there's a typo. And we'll no longer be av oh, available for purchase from the Rock Band Music Store beginning later this month. 
As with other delisted content, owners can continue to play previously purchased Rock Band Network songs as desired. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the normal songs are still going to be there. So they're basically getting rid of the network, is what Wait, they're are saying. Are they just delisting PS3, 360, and Wii, or are they taking it off of the Wii U uh, 1 and 4 as well? I'm pretty sure they say all legacy consoles in parentheses. 360 PS3 Wii. So okay, so they're just killing off the older generation, yeah. which is still interesting. Not that bad yeah. though. It, it could be much worse. The thing is though that has anybody else here purchased Rock Band songs in recent memory? No. Uh many of them. <laughs> oh, recent memory, I have a I mean, lot. Of like since Rock Band came out on the PS4 and one. It actually says. I don't know why they did not make this really clear in their their statement but the article then says keep in mind this is only related to community released dlc and not harmonics released dlc so it's just rbn then it's not the like actual licensed songs yeah it's not licensed stuff that uh, that, but that's like really i don't know that's weird that was a very poorly worded statement (laughs) is this from the company yeah oh okay the clarifications were from Bamani style. Yeah. So the only reason we could interpret it is because they did. Gotcha. I, I don't know. I wonder why they made that decision to go, get rid of, like, the fan stuff and not... I don't know. You think that would be easier to keep a handle on compared to... Yeah, like, usually license stuff dies out. That's why Outrun was taken off of the store because they lost the Ferrari partnership. Yeah. That's you, why they lost um, well, Afterburn just because of Boeing. Did you hear similar things happen to um, Grand Theft Auto with their radio stations? Like in Vice City? Wait, 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 wait Chris. What did, I didn't hear what Chris said. Even just staying inside the realm of Rock Band, that's the reason why you can't actually purchase export keys for the older games. You have to have purchased them back when the licenses were still valid and then export that to the new games for the old songs. Yeah. 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 Eric, what were you saying? Encompassing, but but, continue. So, um, I'm pretty sure in Vice City, they actually had to take they had to patch out some of the songs because they lost the licensing for them. Yes, and actually um, something I'm really glad that my, well it's my brothers technically, but um, they actually I don't know how close to, like, the actual release of the game that they did this, but they released an official um, CD box set with... It has one CD for every radio station in Vice City, and it has, like, their entire playlist, along with, like, some of the um, the in-between, like, things by the, the radio host. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a, a cool thing that they actually released, because I don't think that they've done that for any other... Uh, GTA games since then. I think 3 had a pretty big OST release, I think. They released the OSTs, but not as, like... No, I think 3's was, like, a like 5 or 6 CD set, too. But don't quote me on that. Were they, wrong. like... I think it was by radio by station. By station. Yeah. Of... But, again, don't quote me. Yeah. I'm gonna quote you. Okay, quoting me. <laughs> but, um... um... No, go ahead. Uh, you finish your what you're gonna say because I was gonna bring up a different game with music. Okay, no, I was just gonna say that you know it's interesting though because you know how we 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 kind of had a close call there. Like, what if you're because it's it's not one of those games that really how do I put this? 
it changes, but like when you have all those downloadable songs, it really extends the life of your game. Mm-hmm. So kind of have to prepare for that inevitability, and I think a, a lot of people have thought about that, but... So, uh, what I want to bring up was another game that would, like, like, no one's played in a long time. I'm pretty sure no one has actually played it in, like, a year. But, like, Brutal Legend. Have you played it? Brutal Legend? Yeah. Okay, that one's on my list. You got Was it. Free on the Humble I, Bundle last year? Maybe? I do, like, I'm not gonna lie. The gameplay's a little wonky, but I love it. Basically, Jack Black is telling a heavy metal story with Pikmin. Yes. Do you need anything else? And, like, it has some great music in it. But, like... If they, they got a bunch a- of actual rock stars to do their own voices in there. Like, do you want Ozzy? Do you want Lemmy? They're there. Yeah. Guess, like, is Dio in there? I feel like he is. Probably. He usually does stuff like, or did stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, now he's uh, just a hologram. <laughs> Good times. Um, but yeah, that's like one game that would get crushed by like, uh. That'd be a game that would be like crushed by like losing licensing to their music. Oh god! Yeah, thankfully, they're published by EA, so they can outlive that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a game that relies solely on licenses for its like its, it's attractiveness. Yeah. I'm no legal expert, but just as as a, a consumer, I always found it odd that you could license something for a game. And then have it expire, and then you can't sell the game anymore. That is weird. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah, very it's... weird to me because it, it kind of like it's kind of backhanded towards the people you're licensing to. To be like, yeah, you can sell this thing with our name in it. Okay, time's up. Hope you made your money. Like, <laughs> have that music say? licensing has been pretty wonky though, and games are games make a greater effort to be persistent with their content or mm. to improve upon it over time whereas a lot of other means of licensing music it's like you have it for this single cinematic release and the subsequent home release or right, you have it which for makes like this commercial line versus games where you'd be talking about keeping that license intact for potentially decades or centuries like that is not something the music industry is tending towards when it comes to license duration I heard yeah. that um, a company that's really against, like, you know how after, like, I think it's like 100 years, uh, uh, something becomes fair uh, fair use? Yeah. 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 I, Disney's approaching that really fast. Yeah, they are. Disney's the reason that the copyright has, uh, fair use has been pushed back so many times. Yeah. Really? Like, they, originally, yeah, watch, it would go into the public domain during the author. It would go into the public domain during the author's life, but while they were not no longer producing content, then it was after the author's life, and then there was the argument to a certain amount of legacy duration while it was still in the family's care rather than the original author's. So, that's a whole mess. Yeah, basically, yeah. Disney is the reason. I mean, from what limited research I've done, Disney is the big reason that copyright is such a pain in the ass today, and. Because the original idea was that, hey, you know, you create a thing, it's yours, you created it, you're always the original creator, but after a certain amount of time, let other people have their crack at it, it's good for society to be growing artistically. And all this coming from Disney. And then Disney was like, but our money. And all this coming from Disney, who got famous off of public domain fairy tales. Yep. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? 
Yeah, well, it's worked for them. They're this close to monopolizing the American film industry right now, so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all sound fucking thrilled. <laughs> and yet, Catch-22, they produce, well, at least in many people's opinion, good content. <laughs> I do like their movies. They I own so do. much, though, you... Uh, it's like, uh, you well, can't really talk about Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar in the same breath and think they're the same quality of movie, but they're all Disney-owned. Oh, yeah. 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 But I have to say, Pixar makes, like, some of my favorite animation, period. Mm. I love it. Well, Pixar is actually... technically different, they just collaborate. Well, I thought Disney does own... Uh... I don't think so, unless I'm horribly wrong, which I probably I am. may be mistaken, but I thought the they they became a parent company sometime. Might, I could uh, be mistaken. I mean, don't get me wrong, Disney would jump at the chance to own anything that, you know, lived, breathed, and drew things. <laughs> is Pixar doing about. anything coming up soon? Because the last thing I remember was Coco. Coco. Mm, I'm not sure. One second. Which, by the way... It was a La Dia de los Muertos movie that came out on Thanksgiving, and I don't know, it's just the Halloween spirit. <laughs> yeah. The Thanksgiving spirit. Yeah, like a possessed turkey. Although we do gather around a table, typically with some form of natural fire lighting, in order to sacrifice a dead animal. So yeah, Thanksgiving's consume... pretty Halloween. That's true. It's, it's actually pretty metal. <laughs> oh, we're, we're doing that. Also, we would be celebrating it on Ancient Native American burial. Make it sound like it's relevant to our point. <laughs> also, we typically celebrate Thanksgiving on top of an ancient Indian burial ground, so we got the cemetery element in there too. A little morbid, but we can do it. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> um, so our uh, our last topic is one that's going to possibly ruffle some sports fans' feathers if I have anything to do with it. Do it. Uh, all right, here we go. Um, so, I I'm going to jokingly quote what or loosely quote one of the uh, Overwatch League announcers when people were cheering for Texas and saying USA USA. He said, "No, I forbid you to cheer USA when there is one American player on the team." <laughs> now, <laughs> I have absolutely nothing against if you want to form a team and you want to fly players in that's totally fine i just think it's a little dishonest and i've always had this problem with sports too even though i'm, I'm pretty cool with sports i watch them occasionally but i always found the idea of liking a team because they represent your hometown to be very disingenuous considering they just trade the players around and none of i mean not none of them i'm that's not completely true no, but yeah the, like not all of the players in the Philadelphia Eagles are from Philadelphia. Right. They're just, they're just there representing. Like, but... just call them the Eagles, you know what I mean? And I legitimately have, this is like 0% a race thing. If you want all of the top players to be from Korea in America, in American leagues, that's fine. They're If they're good, they're good. Offer them a contract, bring them over. I'm fine with that. That's totally fine. If you want to be better, then train and outplay the Korean people. Like that's that, that's fine. But I just find it weird that we still hold on to this notion of yeah, the Philly team. 
Nothing, huh? Oh, sorry. My OBS was broken this whole time. Oh, I no. Fix, I had to fix it. Like, yeah, it this just, is the, uh, the Technical Issues podcast, after all, at heart. Yeah, like, it was recording all the audio, but it was a black screen the whole time. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, yay. Um, but, so the, the news part of this is that um, the team named the Philadelphia Fusion for the Overwatch League is um they're holding a uh, a tournament slash showcase where um the team I believe the team will be there if they're not there um like some of the coaches will be and also there's a um there's another smaller Overwatch league that's it's still represented like by Blizzard um but they call it like the the university league, so it's still like. Oh, is that the collegiate one? You yeah, it's like about? a collegiate thing, just like how there is with football. Um, and the collegiate Philly team will also be there, and basically, it's like players can apply, um, and if they send you an invite, you basically just play the game for in like a round robin style tournament and. Basically, at the end of it, they're going to pick one player and they're going to give them contracts. Well, offer them a contract to join the the like big team. And um, but the catch is that only people from the greater Philadelphia area can apply. So they want someone that's actually from Philadelphia. I saw you, you uh, that you could apply, right? I I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did apply. <laughs> um. But like I have, I don't know if they have like requirements or what. But even if like, let's just say like I get an invite anyway, I could still might be playing against people who are like way better than me. But it's like you know they're accepting tons of people, and you're just gonna get, you know, you get knocked out, then you get knocked out. It's not like we don't want you, but you know. And. Uh, I don't know the details of the event, but they're also just holding a normal tournament that day with, like, prizes and stuff, so, mm. um, you know, they say, like, even if you you apply and you don't get an official invite, like, you know, still come out and enter the tournament, because it's open to the public, so, it's, it's the first team, I think, that will actually have someone from the place that they're representing. Oh, none of them have a hometown right no. Philly's the first one to do it, which oh is why it's like... Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know it was that bad. I thought yeah. at least one of the American dudes on, like, Houston was from Houston. Well, like, okay, like, in the... On, like, the New York team, for example, like, any of the players could be, like, the Korean players could be living in New York, but I, I could be totally wrong. But this is at least the first team that's actually making an effort past what um their current roster they're actually like reaching out for a specific location you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah like i said you can have people from wherever the hell you want if they're good they're good i'm all about that i mean it's also one of the greatest things about online play even though yeah it can be janky overseas when you're connecting to somebody who's miles over the ocean, but you get to play the true best competition, not just whoever's in your area. That being said, just, just you're not you're not the Philly team. Like just let that notion go. Hmm. 
I really I, don't know what like the origins of that in like how that started in sports, just in general. I mean, I'm I'm sure if you go back, it's one of those things that like made location pride, right? While. What? It's probably just like location pride. Like, hey, we're from Philly, and we're gonna beat you guys from Jersey, type of thing. <laughs> I yeah, no, I most... guess. It... Go ahead. I'm the last person to have an educated opinion on sports, especially <laughs> here. But as far as I can tell, the basis for those like regional identifiers are the owners rather than the actual players. I think so, I think you're right, actually. So when we have this suspect consideration of, well, we have Koreans on every team and two Korean teams. Meanwhile, we have how many countries and how many districts that don't even have a representative in the league. Right. And part of me is just thinking that the players are traded around the same way you would expect in any other competitive pursuit, whether it's a sport or another game. Yeah. I don't... I'm, like, 99% sure that um, the Overwatch League doesn't trade players because they kind of, like... They build like relationships with their team and they're you know they uh it's kind of a big dynamic in sports too i mean building relations with the team to earn each oh, other's 100% trust. The same like, thing. oh yeah, yeah. but I, I i don't think that they trade players oh yeah no yeah. that's just Especially I, not that's not why but yeah. i don't think they do um um when i yeah, was and... really into uh dota i remember like team members were getting thrown left or right from team to team like uh really? One of the biggest teams back when I was watching was Navi. Um, I think there's like only one original member on the team now from when I was oh, watching. Yeah, esports don't really trade that much. They usually just have the athletes get strung out on different forms of stimulants or they get too old, i.e. the late twenties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, with most slow. sports, of course. Like you don't man, last that long. Back funny. in my heyday when I was a junior in high school, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I could uh, beat anyone in uh, Street Fighter. I feel like you would be really good. I feel like that would be your game, right? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I play fighters all the time. I'm not not big on Street Fighter anymore. I mean, I've been... Were you in junior high school? What? Were you back in the junior year of high school? Oh, dude. (laughs) Didn't me? Even now, I'll I'll take on anyone in third strike. I'll probably lose, but I'll take on anyone. Oh, um, I don't, so totally off topic, but I saw this today. Did you see the skin sold? Um, sold in CS:GO. It was like sixty-one thousand dollars. Sixty-one thousand. What? Yeah. Real dollars? Yeah. Real dollars. Signed by uh, a esports player. Oh my god! Wait, it was a. A digital gun. thing? Yeah, a digital gun. It was a gun, okay. Yep. And, <sighs> like, that's a lot. Like, I have some expensive stuff on, like, Steam, but that is just, oh, like, a different everyone level. everyone does. <laughs> but that's... But at least our stuff is fucking practical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. your money, you can spend on whatever you want, but... <laughs> I like to buy uh, a car for that. Yeah. I'd like to buy a year's salary, please. Yeah, please. Sixty-one thousand. <laughs> and the guys like, yeah, both parties were very happy with the decision. Yeah, I bet they were. Yeah. So what, did someone, any of those parties fail a drug test? <laughs> did someone purchase it? 
Or is it just still like? No, it, it was purchased. It was. Okay. It was sold. It's yeah. not just valued at that amount. Okay. I think the guy who bought it bought it for like half the price, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not selling it for anything under this." And the guy's like, "Got you, fam." God. God. Get out. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Again, can't judge. It's whatever you want to spend your money on, but why? Gotta get that bling, yo, to show off in game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand things like uh, I, I know a ton of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of this because my family was a fan of this team and stuff. That's totally fine. And I guess, you know, it, if there was some reason that the players wanted to represent you, it would make sense. But they're just going wherever offers them a contract, you know. So it it's not that they care about Philly. I don't give a shit about Philly. <laughs> Dude, and why shouldn't they? I had a good bad time in Philly recently. I found a really cool bar, but then oh, also, yeah. our car got towed. So, you know. It's, uh, you know, give and take. Yeah, yeah give and yeah. take. <laughs> you know, you take the good with bad. Yeah. But, you take uh, the, uh, the tow with the, 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 the bar discovery. I don't know. It was a good bar, though. So, you know, worth also, you as far as this week you were through. freaking the fuck out. You were like, "Chris, it's the seventies in here, dude." <laughs> it, okay, that was the day before. Okay, so like I leave the uh, above beyond show, so we're uh, jamming out to trance, and then all of a sudden we walk into a random bar and we walk back into the seventies. There are disco balls flying everywhere. People dancing, flying. giant, yeah. throwing disco balls past your head. It was amazing, and like they had like. People with afros dancing. I was like, oh my god, where am I? Did I go too fast wait, in the wait, car? Like, like enthusiastic patrons who dressed period appropriate? Yes. Or like they hired people in afros? <clears throat> no, like people dressed for it. That's oh awesome. My god. Yeah, we could not tell how sober you were when you were talking about that tow truck time machine. I'm just saying. Uh, he wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. However, it was. I was. I'll say I was more sober than when I was talking about. Um, what was that thing I was talking? Oh, Dragon Maids. Yes. Oh yeah, you were drunkenly rambling about Dragon Maid. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I mean, fine. It's a good show. Not not mad at you. Just factually, you were. Whew, you were up there. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a good night. So, uh, would you guys like to move on to the next topic? Where yeah, we're speculating about random things. Do we have any time for a different company insights? Just before we shift into the acquisitions. What do you mean? The Boring Company. What Boring Elon company? Musk. What? It's literally called The Boring Company. Oh, The Boring what? Company. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Mr. Musk's new evil genius creation. Um, He's not at all creating demand for a zombie apocalypse. I don't know what you're speculating. That demand already exists. Here is that after he was discussing the pros and cons of the flamethrowers on Twitter, and all pros, he was uh, able to get a response from Randy Pitchford of Gearbox. And apparently this is the closest thing we have to an actual information release on Borderlands 3 because Randy Pitchford wants to steal Elon Musk's tweets for a weapon description. Really? Oh, that's probably the most interesting reveal I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Like, like, like dying. Method. That's really cool. By the way, I thought uh, flamethrowers were illegal. Uh, he's it keeping the flame regulated under 10 feet or some shit. 
Yeah, it's like technically it's a blowtorch, not a flamethrower. It's just being billed as a flamethrower. Oh, okay. It's a flamethrower. It's a goddamn yeah, it's a flamethrower, but <laughs> legally, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm talking over you guys. I keep cutting in and out. No, no okay. it's okay. Sorry about it. So yeah, Borderlands Three is as close to happening as ever. That's cool. I you guys want to do like a big game session for that? Yes. Also, cool. I'm just saying, the boring company, Elon Musk, flamethrowers. We've been calling him Iron Man. I think he might actually be Cave Johnson. We may <laughs> never play Half-Life 3, but we may live it. <laughs> He's uh, very handsome, of course. Have you not seen his jawline? Oh, it's great. He, he, I've he also never seen him and J.K. Simmons in a room you together. You want to talk about a guy who, from the outside, looks like he has it all? Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, goddamn, son. I mean, yeah. he might have crippling depression, and if so, I feel for him. But if he doesn't, if, if his life is as good as it looks, oh. He also thinks that the world is um, a virtual reality. So if he believes no, that, he's... I'm going to agree with him because he's really smart. No, he's <laughs> he's probably insane. Let's, let's face it. Right, he could probably be insane. He said he thought of it in the uh, hot tub, if I remember correctly. He speculated that it was a feasible model of the working world. Not that it was accurate as far as I remember, but okay. I don't know. I don't keep track of everything he says. Maybe he did actually posit that as a reality. God. That sounds like fun. Not gonna lie. All I know is we. What? What? You died. Chris? Chris? Hello? Well, oh, Chris did is I dead. Die? Yep, you died. Horribly. Of course. Okay, did you catch any of that stuff I was just saying? Um, nope. 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 Say so we have to get Elon Musk to Mars. Like he he has to die on that planet, just not from impact. Or, yeah, or exactly. Actually, I, I heard that that was one of his goals too. Like actually go to Mars before he dies. Yep. Which I'm a big fan of because you know I love Mars. Or if he finds out he's dying, maybe we just uh, line it up so he can have his funeral there. The first death <laughs> on Mars. Out there. What, can you imagine having that legacy? The first death on an alien planet. <laughs> yeah, you would be the red shirt to beat all red shirts. Like you're like the Neil Armstrong that didn't come back. <laughs> but yeah. Oh whoa, whoa. wait, we never went to the moon. Dun 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 dun. Conspiracy theorists. We never got to the moon. That was Megatron. Oh, you're right. Oh, no. Can you imagine like dying on Mars and like having your body just kind of hang out in space for a while and just kind of. I think around. you would decay at a slower rate than you would on Earth, given the atmospheric composition. Yeah, that's true. So chances are your remains would be around a lot longer for explorers. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Maybe there's some like, crazy aspect bacteria we don't know about on the planet. That's a good point. Is Mars worth it if Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't there? No. 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 Eric, did you just choke? Or was that a half-assed attempt at Schwarzenegger? A uh, half-assed attempt for Schwarzenegger. No. no. <laughs> okay, so I don't even need John Carter references at this point. Let's just keep going. Um, okay. so yeah, you. Um, we're, so there's been news of, around the block that Steam might be acquired by Microsoft, and same thing about EA being acquired by Microsoft. I'm gonna I'm wait, wait. We're at about an hour, so next time on Dragon Ball Z. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, Chris, you do it. You better write it. No. Please.
All right, cool. That's the end of the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a lovely time.